Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Now here's your host, Gary John Bishop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. As with every other week, thank you for joining me here and for joining this team of people who are furiously working behind the scenes to make all of this come together. Um, you know, and we are we are the kind of people who are out to make a difference, out to make a difference with you, your family, your friends, whoever you might come into communication or contact with. That's what we're all about here. We're all about making a difference. Now, I know that seems kind of vague at times when you talk about that, right? Um, you know, because what is making a difference? And it's very, very subjective, right? And, and I've kind of dived into it and in a couple of the books. I've talked about, you know, what it is to be someone and the phrase that I use, who shows up in life. But that vagueness that, you know, you'll, you'll hear me talk about is deliberate. Okay, so everything that I do is, it's not, this isn't a how-to kind of work. Okay, this isn't what, what you could easily describe as an ontological inquiry. This is an ontological inquiry. We are in the inquiry of what it is to be a human being. We are in the inquiry of what it is that could be in your way. We are in the inquiry of what it takes for you to produce uh, new and satisfying and fulfilling results in your life. We are not a a how-to, a three steps to, the ins and outs of, the hacks. That's not what we do, right? And, you know, my... I've mentioned it many times on this show. I don't do advice. I point you in a direction. And you have to do the looking for yourself because what you're going to discover in that direction will be what's unique to you, right? Then very often what happens is I'll come up with a direction. I'll say, okay, let's look over here. And you, like a lot of people, will dismiss that direction for you. Because somewhere in our minds, we think we know what it's going to take. We think we're going to know. But the problem with that is you're the subject matter. So it's the, the, the self-examination initially, at least, is, is very, very challenging. 
Because the thing we're talking about is the thing that's looking. So the thing we're talking about is the thing that's looking. That is to say, you are looking at yourself with all the biases and nuances and conditioning that you have. So, like I said, you know, mostly when when I when when I'm out there in the world, either doing speaking gigs or 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 something to support the books or anything online that I'm doing. And people are in this kind of very basic mode of agreement and disagreement because people are in the mode of gathering knowledge. And that is not what we do. I'm not about giving you more knowledge. Why am I not about giving you more knowledge? Because if knowledge made the difference, then you just read a book or two and you're good to go. But there's no inquiry. And that's always been my endeavor when I'm writing is to give you the opportunity to inquire, which sometimes means I'll present things to you in a way that might seem really confronting, shocking. It's not to shock you. It's to box you in. And the easiest way for people to get out of that is, well, I don't agree with that. They don't have to look then. They don't have to consider something else. That consideration, that's the inquiry. That consideration. So when you're doing your personal growth and development work, when you're digging in there, It's not always about looking at the places that you think you need to work on. And it is most certainly not finding some philosophy that you agree with. Because what will likely undo it, whatever it is you're wrestling with, might well be something you hadn't thought of and might well be something you had never really considered and might be presented or certainly certainly kind of give you an idea that conflicts with what you currently believe to be true. So no, what we do with the nation, what I write in the books, it's not sensationalist. I'm not, you know, and and I've said things that many people have found to be really, you know, quote unquote controversial or even, you know, <laughs> it's dangerous if you like to say something like that. Um it's only dangerous if you hang on to your existing point of view and compare what I'm saying to that. But if you dive in and explore what I'm saying, you'll see there's a whole world there. Right, I did this little uh, social media thing about a week ago, and I talked about letting go. Like, what is it to let go? And and you know, we'll say stuff like, you know, you should just let that go. We'll say to our friends or our family members, you should just let that go, which makes no fucking difference to people. The, the, you know that when because letting go is a fucking world. Letting go is a phenomenon. Letting go is like, 
It, it is a process, not one that necessarily has to take you fucking years, months, weeks, or even days, by the way. But the first thing you have to confront with letting go is the degree to which you're hanging on. And specifically, what is it you're hanging on to? All right, so if you've got a disagreement with somebody in your life or somebody in your life that you don't talk to, and my gosh, I've done tons of this in podcasts in the past where I've talked about, you know, um, cutting people out of your life doesn't work. I'm not saying that all relationships eventually work. I'm not saying that relation that you have to pursue certain relationships. There might be some relationships that now need to be completed for you. Cutting is not completing. Cutting is cutting. Right? Completing means it's complete. It's healed for both of you. How do I know it's not healed? Still on your fucking mind. That's simple. So when it comes to this kind of work of letting go, it's a very similar principle because you have to dive into one, the degree to which you're hanging on. But but I think even more significantly, to tell yourself the truth about what you're hanging on to. Like, what am I hanging on to here? What What is it I'm so determined? And here's what it'll come down to. He, what am I so determined to be right about? And sometimes for many of you, what you're hanging on to is that you were wronged. That's what you're hanging on to. That's what you're you're never going to let go of. I'm never going to let go of that I was wronged. Now, people will talk about, no, the trauma and the scars and the emotion. Fucking listen to what I'm saying. Language is the house of being. So many of you are hanging on to this idea that you were wrong. You are done unto. Could have been a business partner. Could have been an old relationship. Could have been your childhood. Could have been a job you used to have. You're still hanging on to that you were wronged. And somewhere in there, for many of you, even in that sense, you're waiting on somebody else doing something or saying something that will somehow magically fucking heal you, but it won't. Why? Because you're still going to hang on to that you've been wronged. So then, so then what do I do with all of this? Right? How do I handle this as a human being? Well, you first start to deal with, after you've confronted that you are hanging on to something, after you've come to terms with what it is I'm hanging on to, which ultimately comes down to this, by the way, it's a fucking point of view. But, but significantly, what you're hanging on to has an impact on you. 
What's the impact of you hanging on to this? What are you leaving yourself with? How does that impact the quality of your life, the quality of your thoughts, your experience of freedom and self-expression and power in life? How does that impact the people around you? What's it like for them? And and we really, we were really never that keen on stretching it out that much. Like, oh yeah, fuck, what's it like for the people around me? What is it like to be a sibling of yours? What's it like to be the child of you? What's it like to be the cousin of you, the neighbor of you, the friend of you? given all that you've been fucking hanging on to. What's it like? Now, this isn't a time where, you know, look, if you haven't gotten this from me yet, for fuck's sake, read more books. I'm not about blame. I'm not about blame, and I'm not about judgment. So anytime you hear me talking, you need to do the thinking to get that the fuck out of there. You need to do it. Or otherwise, this is pointless. There's no point of my getting into the weeds with you if you're just going to be like, oh, you blaming me? Like, fucking stop. You can't do any worthwhile personal growth and development work while you're still hooked on blame. That will be part of what you're hanging on to. Those are the fucking hooks that you can't get out. You won't get them out. That's that's why most people are fucking stuck in this life because they want to have their blame. They want to have what they're hanging on to and have peace of mind. Doesn't work that way. Does not fucking work that way. This is why, look, go back to Unfuck Yourself, my first book, you know. Uh, people would rather be fucking miserable than be happy. People would rather be right than be in love. People would rather be right than be in love. And you know who the fuck I'm talking about when I'm saying people, right? Write about what? Write about themselves. Write about the person they say they love. Write about this situation. Write about how it's supposed to be. Write about how life is. Write about how their situation is. Write about their family. Write about their fucking in-laws. I mean, there's nothing more boring than another human being fucking throwing their in-laws under the bus. And yeah, I've heard it all. What are you hanging on to? What won't you let go? What's the impact on you? What's the impact on them? What's this like? What are you doing to your own fucking life experience? What are you doing? Everything I'm pointing to here, by the way, is for many of you anyway, this is the reason why your relationships fucking suck. Here's a little quote for you. Life is relationships, period. Life is relationships. The quality of your life, that is your experience of being alive, will be directly correlated to the quality of your relationships. What are my relationships? 
they're the people that I'm talking to and not talking to. You have a relationship with the people you're no longer talking to if that relationship was never completed. You still have that relationship. You might never speak to that person again in your fucking life. But that relationship that you have with them will fucking rattle around in the confines of your head until you take your last breath. And it'll never be complete. Because you've hung on to it and ruined your own experience of being alive. Why the fuck would you do that to yourself? To pay them back? Ain't working. They're probably getting on with their fucking life right now. It's pathetic. And I really mean it. I'm using that word deliberately. It's fucking pathetic. But what about the time when I was a knight at this and they took all my things at that and they ruined my link to that? That's right. How's that working out for you? Now. How's that working out for you now? Don't fucking tell me great. Don't lie. Don't bother. Any great transformation begins with the truth. And, and that's why, you know, if I take you back to near the beginning of the show, that's what makes looking at yourself so fucking hard because some of the shit you've been feeding yourself a line for so long, you're so embedded with that line, you can't see life outside of it. You've heard me talk about this before. You know, I, I remember years ago, I hit this point in my teens, I think I was 15 or 16 or something, and I really came to the conclusion my father chose alcohol over me. And that was his choice. Now, I know many of you have fucking done this with parents that were, you know, alcoholics, drug addicts, whatever, gamblers. They chose that over me. It took me many years to realize that, that's, that I set that game up. In the mind of my father, that was never the game. He was wrestling with whatever he was wrestling with. I turned it into the thing that has you by the throat or me choose. That's what I left myself with. And that was the challenge put to him. Oh, yeah, if I meant that much to you, you wouldn't do that. Like he had a fucking say in it. Now, did he have a say? He did. But did he have an experience that he had a say? No. He had no experience that that was a choice for him. There's tons of things in your fucking life that you would never say you have a choice there and you, in fact, do. But I set the game up. I set the game up of me or your addiction. And here's where it gets fucked up. It's me or your addiction. And if you choose the addiction, it means you don't love me. Now, you got to get how that unfolds ontologically. 
What have I just done it myself? I've just made the statement I'm not loved. It's not a hop and a skip and a jump away from I'm not lovable. I'll never be lovable. I'm not worthy of love. And then a fucking waterfall of cynicism at other people. So you end up just trapping yourself in what is fundamentally a view. And then I'm never going to let go of that view. It took me a, a bunch of work to get to that. Took me a bunch of work to get to shit. I set that game up on my own. That was never a game that my father was playing. I was playing the game of you. if you fucking love me, you wouldn't do that. And then imagine what it was like for fucking him to hear me say that to him. Imagine how fucking crushing, how defeating that was for him. Like he was fucked. And I hung on to that view for a long time. And I know many of you have done the same with people in your life, friends, family members, parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, grandparents, because of whatever the fuck they did and how it didn't line up with how you think things should have went. Well, what do you fucking do? But what have you done to yourself? And what have you done to them? Who have you become? And I know, I get it. There's a fucking litany of people would line up to fucking talk about, oh, being the child of an alcoholic and you were the one who was done it too. And that does not fucking help you one iota other than the temporary kind of like little experience of like, oh yeah, poor me. Doesn't do shit. It does nothing for you. You get no freedom. Nothing. I said, if you haven't read Grow Up yet, you need to get that fucking book. There's only two ways you come out of a childhood like that. You're either the, the, the triumphant victim and you've overcome it, or you're the repentant sinner like you did. That's it. Because they're both fundamentally grounded in blame. Now, you can't listen to what I'm saying here and just kind of band-aid it onto your own life and try and, you know, starkly compare one to the other. Your circumstances won't be the same as mine. I want you to get that you made your games too in your childhood. You set the games up. Once the game is set, there's only ever one fucking winner. You. And you'll gather around people who align with it. And you'll train people to relate to you from that perspective. And then you get to just have it run the show as you make your way through this life. Go back and listen to the last episode where I talked about your wiring. Now you're fucking wired a certain way, hardwired a certain way. And everybody else is going to fucking pay for that. 
and yeah, it's it's a little bit of a crusade for me because I know things can be different. They could be so fucking different for you. You know, I, I saw somebody online talk about how they ended the relationship with the father because the father had, quote unquote, well, they used a term I'm not going to use, but they felt as if they'd been criticized for their body when they were a kid. And then they'd chosen to alter their appearance, not drastically, but in a cosmetic way, as an adult. And their father complained again. And they were like, I'm done with this guy. And he's dominating and he's controlling. And here's what they missed. They literally ended the relationship with their father because they didn't understand his fear. Their father doesn't understand his fear either, by the way. Pretty obvious. He has no idea he's being run by fear. But that's the kind of work that I want to do with people because I wanted me to see what's really going on with it as all, you know, what's going on with the people in our family and the people in our lives. That what looks one way is invariably driven by something else that you just don't understand. That if you did understand it, you start to get into the world of it. You keep hearing me talk about worlds. Because what in worlds, you're in a fucking world about yourself and your life. The people around you are in a world about themselves and their lives. And that world is a construct of language. It's painted and created and shaped in language. And we have the corresponding feelings associated with all that language. That's why when you hear a certain word, you feel a certain way. And you hear another word and you feel another way. Language is the fucking house of being. So you live in a, a little dome of language. And you think that all the language you use and how you describe yourself and how you describe your life and how you describe how your life is being and blah, 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 is all fucking reality. You don't get that it's a construct. It's not a real thing. You live in that house of language and being. And you experience all of that language and the labels and the stories and the dramas and the righteousness and the fucking self-pitying or self-aggrandizing. Like, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, there are times when I'm online and I'm just losing my fucking mind at the damage I'm watching getting done by people who think they're helping. And we're not. We're further dividing. Splitting up. Cutting boundaries. Meanwhile, we get more anxious, more worried more suppressed, more frustrated. No fucking self-expression, no real freedom, no look out life here, I fucking come. Because we're trapped in our own view. So yeah, keep listening to the fucking podcast, keep reading the books, but be a fucking animal for it. 
you know, I know many of you are sitting there, oh, I've read a couple of your books and read them all. Read them all. Take fucking tons of notes and join the dots. I, I'm, I've literally given you a body of work where you could completely transform every sing, single aspect of your life. I am living what you would call an, an unpredictable life, a life that you could never have predicted for me. I mean, there's people I haven't spoken to in 20-something years, and they're like, I cannot believe what you're doing. It blows my mind that you're that guy. I'm like, yeah, this is called fucking created. This is an invented, a created, an invented life out of nothing, out of just fucking thin air, I invented this life. And you can't too. But you don't get to just do it over a, a snake pit. You have to deal with a snake pit first till there's real freedom, real clarity, real sense of completion. Like, oh, fucking hell. There's not a person I blame for who I am anymore. Not a fucking person, including myself. And you don't get to get there just by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done that. No, you fucking haven't. Because that shit that I'm talking about, that's the stuff where your feet get stuck in the fucking car. And you get sick of the sound of your own fucking voice. And you realize you're just a fucking caricature. That you're little more than a persona or a fucking Scooby-Doo. And then you see it, and it's almost like it's sitting there in the corner of the room. You're like, shit, look at who I became. Then it's the job of deconstructing how all that has woven its way into your life. And then being in the wonder of what's possible for you, for you in your life, who you could be, who you could start showing up as. When you walk into a room, that room's fucking shifted because you walked in. Who knows? Listen, if I can fucking do this, you can do it. If you can be, if I can be somebody who completely transformed their future, the life is going in a certain direction and that life took a 180 and it, and it, and it's a life of fucking vitality and it's a life of curiosity. And it's a life, yeah, of fear. It's a life of trepidation. It's a life of change. And I wouldn't change a fucking second of it. When my time comes, I know that I took my turn. The question is, when are you taking yours? All right, that's it for this week. We're going to take... uh we're not going to do a question from the nation this week because I just gave you a whole big fucking chunk of stuff there for you to stew in. Listen to this episode as many times as you need to. If you do have a question for the nation, 646-450-3203, call that number, leave me a voicemail or text that number, 646-450-3203. Email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Also, yeah, I, I said this a couple of uh, episodes ago, we are working on things. Um that I want to do this year and I want to do them this year because um, I am working on uh, the, the new book that will be out next year, 2025. Um, and I'm working on that book right now. So there are definitely new things happening. Please don't forget though to rate, review and subscribe 
to this podcast. And I know some of you have been, I've seen you on Instagram, like um, sharing stories and reels about this podcast. And I've been resharing them. I want you to know, I see you. I see what you're doing. I acknowledge you and I thank you. So for those people that are on Instagram, like telling the people in their life to listen to this podcast and listen to this episode, I want you to know you're seen. I fucking see you. And I adore you for what you're doing. I absolutely adore you. You're seen, you're known, you're acknowledged. I thank you. With that, that's it for this week, you guys. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.